Welcome. My name is Lee Maxey. I'm the CEO here at MindMax. And we do a series of podcasts we call Mind Maxing. And this series is called Reflections and Repositioning. And if you're wondering how higher education is dealing with the global pandemic and their positioning for the future, this podcast is for you. We'll be speaking with some very interesting and smart people who are deans and directors at some of the leading institutions in the United States, hearing about their reflections and how their institutions or how they see higher ed as a whole repositioning itself for the future. So please join me as we hear from one of our interesting guests. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind Maxing Podcasts. And I'm delighted to have Sarah Caggiano from the Rhode Island School of Design, RISD, as many people know it. And Sarah is the Executive Director of Continuing Education. And I've known Sarah for several years now, and she's delightful, thoughtful. And, and one of the things that I know about Sarah is she really understands how to work within uh, an institution in a, in a relationship building way uh, and a thoughtful way as a, I'll call it an institutional citizen and help the institution itself move in the direction it needs to move, uh, but doing so with people. Um, and, and it's been fun to watch her, her path and her adventure in doing that. And, and welcome, Sarah. And I'd like to start with our, our first question for today, which is, Wow, 2020, what a year. Um, and and uh, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts uh, as you think about reflecting on this last year. Thank you. Well, first, let me just thank you for, for inviting me. It's great to see you. It's great to be here. So thank you very much. Uh, let's see, 2020. I mean, it's been, when I think about 2020, I think of a few, you know, I think of many things, but this incredible transformation incredible resiliency and really just this idea I keep, I keep going back to this idea and my my team and I talk about this that um, you know this old that old proverb of um, necessity is the mother of invention and really that's been what this year has been about for us as a team when I think about the the actual last March the, the crisis that we were in, and um, needing to very quickly pivot to all online courses, which is a new, was mostly almost completely new, especially for a very studio-based art and design environment that it was, you know, we had to work through that, that crisis, but really thinking about the leadership that I needed to step into and I considered myself a good, you know, a pretty good leader and a good manager prior to COVID. But it was this interesting time when I really had to dig deep and think about empathy and leadership and being a servant to my team and really understanding individually and collectively what they needed in order to not just survive a crisis, but really lean into it and thrive during that crisis. And I would say, just in terms of one of my accomplishments, looking back, that's one of the the thing that that's one of the things that I'm probably most proud of in terms of making sure that our team culture was collaborative, connected, supported, and even in the midst of those days when we felt like we couldn't accomplish what we needed to accomplish, we we stuck together in that 
And really, uh, you know, when you start to lean into that uncomfortable space, we emerge on the other side. And I would say we are on the other side as of January 2021 that we, um, stuck together as a team and and we got through it and we're so much stronger. And I would say there are members of my team that are so much stronger. So I would say it's this, you know, when I think of 2020, I think of the incredible loss in terms of millions of people that have passed because of COVID. I also just think about this, this moment in time when in some ways this, this had to happen and it happened this way. And we, as a team, were able to, like I said, really think about resiliency and um, and instead of being afraid of the transformation that we decided as a team very early on that we were going to not just survive, but really innovate. And that's where we've created new programs and our enrollment is up 30%. And we've reached this global adult audience that we never mm-hmm. really, if you asked me a year ago, I never would have thought that in a year we would be in this space where we had this amazing audience. So it's been an incredible time and it's, um, but something I'm really proud of. And I think that will, I can say for myself and I can say for my team that we'll look back on it. And, you know, we, we, we talk about, we use the word heroic, like the work that they did this past year was heroic. And um, so it's pretty, it's just an incredible, it's been an incredible year for so many reasons. I uh, I really appreciate your comments on leadership and have had um, some similar challenges myself and um, I've tried to step into them personally um, and I I, I'm, I think it's a really important thought so can you tell me some of the things as a as a leader that um, that you tactically or specifically did that you thought worked well or maybe some things that didn't work well that you learned from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, again, I think I had it. It required. There's a level of, if being in a leadership role, there's a level of self care that has to happen, and that doesn't mean being indulgent, right? But it means being able to create space where I had to um, sleep and I had to be able to step back and reflect and think about what really I we needed to be in the weeds, so to speak, you know, working on these day-to-day crises related issues, but also think strategically. And in order to move between those spaces at any given time during the day, I made a decision really early on that I really needed to make sure that I was taking care of myself because I knew I could tell my team individually, collectively, you know, team of 20 people, needed me to do that. I had to be a really incredible role model, even when I was internally terrified, Um, terrified for job loss, terrified for, you know, not meeting our budget, terrified for health reasons, you know, all those things, but really showing, being a role model in a way that I never had to do before. (laughs) So I really had to stretch myself. But I, and I would say just in terms of my team, we, every, we met every single day. We literally focused on communication, collaboration, connection, working through issues, being, uh, people being accountable, but no, not, not placing blame and, and moving when mistakes happened and they did, we just moved past them. And, um, we fixed them. We were very, very solution oriented. So I think the team itself, we've become this entrepreneurial team and that's evolved over the past 
you know, several months, but really making sure that I was checking in individually, keeping an open door, but yet also meeting collectively and working through the challenges. I'm, and you know, Ali, you, we've known each other. I'm good at reading. Um, I love my background is studying is understanding human behavior. So on doing that on Zoom was challenging, but watching and observing, wanting people to make sure that they were on video so that I could see their nonverbals. I could see when somebody felt maybe looked like they were checking out or was something came over their facial expression, like they were super, you know, concerned or worried about something and then checking in with them. So really it was about connection, communication, collaboration, and making sure that I was leading with this level of empathy that I really, and I'm an empathetic person, but I'm also kind of tough. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to make sure I was always leading with empathy. That's great, Sarah. And yes, I know you, you're a great relationship builder. And uh, I too have, have, have found Zoom a, a, uh, another way of, of, of needing to connect with people. And it's, it's different. Um, it's different. It's just different. So, so after a, a year of, of reflection and, you know, maybe not a year of reflection, but after this year and having a chance to reflect on it, as we're looking at 2021 and, and so on the next six to nine months, what are, what are some things you guys are actively doing and, and planning or in the near term works, um, you know, to, to move forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, so many things. Actually, one of the one of the things that we did even during the during 2020 was implement an entirely new registration system. Um, it's really a student a student and instructor facing database that's much more sophisticated than anything we've ever had for 20 years, as you know. And that's been a life changer for us. We're still getting to used to that. So. For the next, it implemented it in November, but we're still, we've really had to change all of our standard operating procedures, our policies, our practices, how we work as a team individually has changed. Um, so we're getting, so the next six months, we're still getting used to that. Um, we're still getting used to the fact that it's, we, we have so much capability within the system that we actually have to get used to utilizing all of it, which is a really good problem to have. Um, the other thing that we're doing is really focusing our, on our students and understanding who our students are now. As I said, I mean, we, we went from hyper-local to from, from Rhode Island, 90% of our students were Rhode Island, Connecticut, Mass, pre-COVID. And now only 10% of our students are Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. The rest are, most of them are, are from the United States, but we had this you know, 300% increase in global adult students from across the world that are taking our now completely online certificate program. So one of the things that we're really doing is trying to understand who our students are, where they're coming from, why they're finding us, um, how we can help them and support them in better ways. And then the other thing we're doing is continually trying to innovate new programs. So we've created a new online high school program. We've created online certificates for adults that can be done completely online. There is no, uh, we're staying away from the hybrid model because we don't, we're not able to use the campus now uh, and we're not sure when that will be. So really innovating new programs. The other thing we're doing, we started last week actually 
and we're implementing Canvas as our new learning management system. We've had a, we had a system that was historical. It served us because we used it in a really limited way, but we're implementing Canvas and that should go live in April. We're focusing on really high quality video production within Canvas so that we're getting this really high quality, we have these, you know, it's we're offering many in asynchronous courses. So we're actually working with vendors to hire, uh, to, to produce really high quality videos so that we're really making sure that we're on the cutting we're, we're innovating and we're on the cutting edge. We don't want it to look like it's too mom and pop, which is, you know, during the crisis, that's sort of what it was, but we're really making sure we're, we're forward thinking. And um, let's see, those are the big things probably for the next six months. And we're really watching our enrollment in terms of these, especially with these new courses and these new programs. So uh, we can see what's working, what's not working, where do we see enrollment demand, where do we need to change things? That's really what we're doing for the next six months, I would say. Wow. Sounds like, sounds like a lot. And uh, as, as someone who was involved in putting content online or in CD-ROM form in the nineties and, and listening to all the reasons why this topic can't be taught online or this topic can't be taught on CD, uh, I would put, art and design as one of the top of the list of things that people would have said, this can't be done online. And it's great to hear that you're doing that. And, and uh, you know, the student experience is good and the adoption is good. And, and I, mm-hmm. I think you're, you're opening up uh, a paradigm uh, significantly. So that should be, that should be fascinating the next, next few years. So speaking of the next few years, you know, if we look longer term, um, this is, this has been a moment in history. There's no question about it. It's been a very long moment in history. Um, and it's not over the moment. The moment isn't over. Um, but as you think, you know, two years down the road or, or longer, whether it's for RISD, whether it's for higher ed in general or personally, what are some things you see, you know, see in the future or imagine in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, I can say that um, in the next year, from a purely from a, a programmatic standpoint at at RISD, we're looking at developing new programs for alumni. So for RISD alumni, we're offering, we don't have it developed yet, but we're hiring folks now to develop an interesting new set of courses and or certificates for RISD alumni to really create that lifelong learning network. It's something that's really new for us. I know many schools have been doing it, for a long time, but RISD is finally at a place where we're, we are really excited to be able to offer a variety of programs to the 30,000 plus RISD alumni that are all over the world. So we expect to develop those programs that might, and those may include partnerships with a business school or some other organization where we're really making sure that we're offering really in, a, a variety of interesting courses or certificates for alumni, meeting them where they are, so in their career. So some for more advanced artists and designers that have been in the field for a long time, or some that, you know, recently graduated from RISD and are new and are looking for a different set of of, uh, professional development. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we're doing is um, we're, we're developing, we're right at the beginning stages. So I would expect 
this to be in the next year to, you know, 12 to 18 months is a corporate education program. So custom programs for corporations. So that hasn't been officially announced, Lee. So that's, I won't say too much about it, but know that we're at the very beginning stages of developing what that will look like. And that's super exciting for the institution. We'll, you know, we'll start small, we'll pilot, but I think that could grow into something, as you know, it's something that is um, certainly something that we we can offer that niche, that that level of expertise in the world. So we're excited about that. Uh, the other thing that I, you know, I think we're, we are, we're a place that is, RISD as an institution is a place that's very, it's very place-based. We're very, historically, very place-based. We focus on hand-making. We focus on the studio, in-person critique environment. And, and at the same time, continuing education has been in this place in the past 10 months where we've been able to develop these innovative programs all online. So without the on-campus studio, without the specialized equipment, and there's been such a demand. So I ex actually expect us to continue to grow in that space, both in the, we're really focusing on high school students and preparation for, not just preparation for art school, if that's what they're interested in, but really making sure that we're opening up accessibility to, of, of art and design to young people, to high school students. Um, there's been a significant learning loss in the K through 12 space during COVID. So we're, when I think about the high school, middle and high school age group, we're really focusing, it, we're also focusing on adults, but we're really making sure we focus on the middle and high school age, age range to supplement that learning loss that we know has occurred. We, we, want, to re, we want to make sure that we're offering opportunities for teachers, art and design teachers, in terms of professional development, but also open up access to young people to experience art and design in an online format. And so we're developing new programs, but we're also working with our advancement office to develop uh, scholarships so that we can offer them, so that we're really focused on um, social equity, accessibility, and helping young people experience something that they may not have the opportunity to do in their high school. So I would say for high school students, that's really what we're focusing on. And for adults, it's really just understanding this growth in, in new non-credit certificates and, and professional development for, for RISD alumni, for, for other folks all around the world. And then, and of course, the corporate work that is new now. But we'll, I expect in two years for us to have a really interesting program or set of opportunities. So those are all the cool things. There's so many things that we're looking forward to. And it's a lot. <laughs> but we're excited about it. It's really, it's, it's an exciting time for our institution. I, I really uh, have to emphasize, I agree with that, as a design school and the entire globe needing mm -hmm. to redesign so many things as a result of this pandemic and all the ramifications of it, um, I think you're in a fantastic position to help lead, educate, support uh, all, all, all different uh, roles as a design school. And that's super exciting that, that you guys are stepping up and, and doing that. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So as we close, Sarah, any uh, closing comments or, or uh, thoughts you'd like to leave us with? 
Well, no, just thank, well, thank you. Again, this was super great to connect with you. And it's good, you know, I would just say, I'll reiterate what I said earlier, which is having these opportunities to connect with people outside of my institution is, is, is a good way to connect, reflect, think about what's really important and think about what role I need to play in terms of supporting my team. So I just wanna thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I hope I'm anxious to hear what others have to say as well. So this is good that you're doing this, Lee, because I I really feel like we have to make sure that professionally we're connected to one another, even if it's over Zoom. It's something that's been, I think, challenging for a lot of people. We're so focused on the day-to-day work and sort of getting through, but these kinds of connections are really important. And, and I want to make sure that I'm focused on doing that for the next, you know, the next several months. So thank you. Well, thanks, Sarah. And uh, thank you for another session of a Mind Maxing podcast with Sarah Casciano from RISD. This has been another interesting Mind Maxing podcast. Please listen to the other podcasts on this series or look for us later this summer when we release our next series of podcasts.